Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. said welcome to witch whispers but that's not what's happening i'm like <laughs> warning so thrown off i'm so thrown off oh my gosh yeah yeah if you haven't noticed uh you're getting this episode hella late that's we, <laughs> we said that our schedule was going to be back on track and we lied we didn't know we were lying at the time we tried really hard mother nature had a different intention Mother nature said absolutely fucking that's not correct. so uh the pittsburgh area got fucking smacked yeah, with like it's thunderstorms, crazy storms, crazy thunderstorms. We hope everyone's okay. Yeah, we for didn't sure. hear about anything like you know super bad, but the power went out like all over the city for yeah. like a day. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and now we're just sitting down. We are just the power came on. The power came on. It is Saturday morning. The power came on like a few hours yeah. ago, and we're like, okay, time we're to ready. sit down, rock and roll. Yeah, the reason we were recording, so we had planned to record on Friday. Okay, which is Correct. a little late for us. It's late. <laughs> but it was your birthday it on was Thursday. My birthday. And yeah, so we weren't going to record. We were going to no, celebrate. Oh, and we did me. celebrate. We yeah. did celebrate you. We did. Happy late birthday, Laura. Yeah, thank you. Oh my God, you're so cute. I oh love my gosh. you. Yeah, How we had the best it? time. We had the best time. We did have Although a good time. Although I have to preface it by saying, you know, <laughs> I got up. Okay. And yep. here's the thing. Like, if you've been here long enough, you know that I typically <laughs> do not spend any money on myself. No, you're no. really bad at like I'm, pampering yourself. I really am. But I bought myself a new shirt. Okay, cute. Months ago. Month, and right. I hadn't worn it. Just and one it shirt. It was my Harry Nielsen shirt. I bought a Harry Nielsen shirt. Cutie. Now, the color palette, I mean, the shirt is super cool. It is. Cool as fuck. If you follow us on Instagram, you saw it in all of its glory. That's right. It's but mustard yellow. I was going to say. Not the, your color. The color palette, <laughs> not my color. Why'd you so, buy it? Because... It's a Harry Nelson shirt and it's a very cool, you know, so the graphic is super cool, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to fudge it, you know, and and get some, you're going to have to punk it out a little bit. Yeah. I look so super pale on (laughs) yellow. It's just not my color. So I had this like crazy idea because I hardly ever wear makeup anymore. Keep in mind, this is her birthday. This is my birthday. So I woke up and I was like, you know what? I just like, I want to feel pretty today. Yes. And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to wear my new shirt. Hell yeah. And then I put it on and I'm look like, I'm like, I look like white and pasty, you know? And so I was like, all right. So you know what? Today I'm going to put a little bit of makeup on. I'm going to feel good. Which I'm is already like, okay. Okay. Because Lord, like you don't really go crazy with your makeup. I do not. You're I like a not. natural gal. That's right. Okay. So already we're off and keep in mind that we are in Virgo season. So she's already <laughs> switching things up. Which is like, why are you doing that? (laughs) Right. And so I was like, you know, let me break out this eyeshadow palette. You're right. You know, I got it on clearance. (laughs) And... It had some wacky colors in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, was like, yeah. I was like, what can make me not look pasty in this yellow <laughs> shirt? And I noticed in the shirt was just some 
pretty blue. Okay. In the background. <laughs> yes. And I thought, you know what? There's blue in this blue eyeshadow lure. Last chance rack. <laughs> Make a palette. Right. I was like, there's some, you know, 70s blue rocking okay, here. Yeah. So I was like, I- I'm going to go for it. You and did. boy, I did. <laughs> boy, you did. You coated your eyelid in bright blue eyeshadow and she came out. And now, mind you, Lore always <laughs> looks beautiful. I want to I want to <laughs> say that there is nothing Lore could do that would make her not look beautiful. That okay. was it. That was it. No, you still <laughs> looked beautiful. No. But if you were to hand me and I arguably know you better than anyone. If right. you were to hand me an eyeshadow palette full of every color, if you were to say, pick the one color that Laura would never wear, it I would, would pick blue. That would be it. So when you came out on your birthday, <laughs> and you know what? We could go back because I have a story. I used to have an aunt you, yeah, that wore that, that very same shade. That exact shade. And for that reason, you you hate that shade of I eyeshadow. So when you came out, I was like, oh, <laughs> Okay, we've made a choice. <laughs> Look, yes. October was looking at me like you really freaked her out. So you know how when you talked about like when you got your hair cut and yeah. you came in and she cried? Right. When I came out, she looked at me like you and were, she was laughing. She, <laughs> she was fucking like, roasting. Enough said right there. <laughs> she was like, bitch, what's this? You look like a clown. <laughs> And you know, although my resume is lengthy, (laughs) wardrobing and makeup is not on there. (laughs) No, we really need help. We really need help. We really do. Next week, I'm going to tell you about my Bob haircut disaster. So look forward to that. We're a mess. I we still are. think you looked beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. But it was just so <laughs> it's unlike very kind you. of you to lie. And again, as we've learned about Virgos, they like to stick to like what they right. know. They like to stick to That's a routine. Right. And girl, you veered so far off. You said retrograde. So there you go. Yeah. I blame it on that. Mercury retrograde really <laughs> fucked you up on your birthday. Oh, hell. It you was know my birthday. I just rolled with it. You know what? You looked stunning. Uh-huh. We had a good time. We, we went did. to Saris. We did. Uh, if you're not from Pittsburgh, Saris Candies. Yes. Is that a big thing outside it, of Pittsburgh? I don't think so. Oh, okay. My no. bad. In I don't Pittsburgh, think. it's a huge deal. It's they a make huge chocolate. Deal. It's like Willy Wonka's factory. It's like our own personal Willy Wonka here in yeah. fucking Pittsburgh. Yeah. So we took October there and yes. she was just, oh my God. Mesmerized. She was in heaven because it was. is literally like, it does kind of feel like Willy Wonka's factory. Yes. There's fucking Colors. castles made of chocolate everywhere yes. and fountains. And so she was having a good Colors. time. You and Jake split some ice cream. We did. Yes. Cuties. Well, I, you know, I was um, every intention of getting my own. <laughs> Ice cream. I was like, yeah. hey, go big or go home. <laughs> right. But it's my birthday. When he stepped up to get his first, <laughs> well, it was big. Well, Jake the Gemini was like, I'm going to go all in. And he ordered something that was literally called like Three's Company, which implies that like three people can share it. And he got it. And he's like, whoa, I can't eat this myself. It's huge. And I was like, you don't say. We'll just share. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. guys, that was cute. It was cute. It was a really fun day. It was a great day. Did you I have loved a good it. birthday? I sure did. I love to celebrate you. Oh. Oh, thank you. It's the best. Thank and you, you got a lot of birthday love. Our listeners love you. I know. More than I'm me. I'm so thankful. Let's admit it. <laughs> Let's admit it right now. You are the favorite. And you know what? Fair, I don't think so. Fair enough, everyone. Fair enough. <laughs> I totally different. understand. I'm old and they take pity on me. That's all. That is a, <laughs> no, it's your grandma, not energy. 
They want you to mother them. <laughs> Mama, Grimana. Mama, can you hear me? Yes, I can. <laughs> I am here and I love you all. That's, that's right. That's her message. That is correct. Oh, well, happy late birthday, well, thank Laura. thank you. I love you. I love you too. Oh my gosh. Okay, so if you are new here, yes. uh, birthday episodes work a little differently here at mm-hmm. Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet. Yes. The birthday person gets to choose. That's correct. Both topics. Yeah, and I think... That you deliberately. <laughs> well, I smash my birthday episodes. We can just admit. Yeah, it. you do. Go and back. I feel <laughs> not vindicated. <laughs> this year, you got a little. You Dude, got a little slice of the old dick I pie. Sure did. Go back and listen to my birthday episodes because my mission is always to pick the world's worst <laughs> movies and make lore cover them, well, and they've right. been hilarious. They've every, been really every single bad. time. We've got Mac and me last Ugh. year or this year. I did Howard the Duck. Oh my gosh, hysterical. The worst. The worst. But we are still, you know, we're riding with the SAG after strike. Okay, so we're not talking about movies at the moment. That's right, because I had a good one for you. You did. Mm, she's, I did. She's a little I'm salty. I'm a little salty about it. She's a little salty, but don't don't you worry. You know what? I'll get you next year. You're gonna get me really That's good next right. year. So we got a little creative. We did. And Laura, all you wanted for your birthday episode was for it to be fun. Yes. And to be like light in yes. terms of research. We yeah. weren't trying to do another. You know, Anton, Anton Lavey. Okay, we were trying to lighten the load a little <laughs> for right. you. So we decided yeah. to each talk about three pop culture conspiracy theories Ooh. Ooh, because if you don't know lore loves i a do conspiracy i sure theory. do more than me maybe yeah i you think really like mm-hmm. it i ride the conspiracy theory wave yes <laughs> you really do <laughs> it's not hard to convince lore <laughs> you can hook me that something a conspiracy is going on you know what I mean? that's correct there's a chill in the air Lore conspiracy. Is there. conspiracy. <laughs> so i'm gonna define so we're each i'm gonna go first right i'm gonna give you my three and then you're gonna give me yours I i'm so it. excited about this <laughs> yeah okay but first i'm gonna define what is a conspiracy theory what is it you know what let's just have a little refresher okay, okay yeah. a conspiracy theory is defined as a belief that some secret but influential organization is responsible for an event mm-hmm. or phenomenon phenomenon and or here's a, here's a second yeah. definition if that wasn't good enough for you an explanation for an event or situation that asserts the existence of a conspiracy by powerful and sinister groups Ooh. Ooh. when other explanations are more probable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we don't like those that definition is a little roasty i don't, I don't like- appreciate that <laughs> Uh, conspiracy theories are often political in mm-hmm. motivation, okay, mm-hmm. and are usually more serious in tone. But yes. as we are about to learn today, that is not always the case. Some are just plain silly. Some are silly so, and fun. Some are silly and fun, and yeah. that's what Laura requested that's for her birthday. So we are here to fucking deliver. Okay, okay, I'm gonna get into mine, but first, you know, the fucking drill. Go and yes. check out our Patreon. There's Do a lot it. of fun stuff happening over there. Don't miss the next Full Moon Film Club. It's happening it. at the end of September. I can't wait. Ooh, Ooh, that one's going to be spooky. Yeah. Uh, you can rate us on Spotify and Apple. Five, Five stars, stars, please. Uh, and go follow us on social media. Please. Okay, that's my spiel. There you go. Are you ready for my pop culture conspiracy? I'm so ready. So I have a mix of like my favorite and mm-hmm. ones that like, if you Google pop culture conspiracy theories, what's going to pop up? Coming right up. Okay. And one of the first and one of the like most prominent, yes. I think, is the three men and a baby ghost. Uh, Yes. Have we all heard of this? Has everybody heard of this movie? I feel like in back in my day, 
Was it a big movie? Oh, it was huge. Okay, we're going to get into Absolutely yeah. huge. Okay. But I, I have never seen the movie. I only know the movie Through. because of this ah, okay. <laughs> like urban legend. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, these kind of like border conspiracy theories slash urban legends, you yes. know what I mean? They're kind of like written yes. in the same book. Correct. Uh, but here's a brief rundown of okay. Three Men and a Baby. Give it this to me. This is a 1987 comedy film mm-hmm. about three bachelor pals whose lives get flipped upside down when a baby is left at their doorstep. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I have not seen the film. Heavy hitters. But I think like they don't know, like someone drops the baby off and says like, this is one of your, yes. and they don't know who it belongs to. Yeah. So it's like silly, haha. Yeah. Men don't know how to take care of babies, Crazy which is antics. so fucking ridiculous. Right. But you know what? We're going to breeze past it, Laura. Yes. Okay. The three studs are played by Tom Selleck, mm-hmm. Steve Gutenberg, yes. and Ted Danson. Yes. That who, is like the three heavy hitters of the gonna day. I was going to say all very big deals at the time. Yes, is that fair to say specifically Tom Selleck? Yes. His mustache Magnum was mustaching. <laughs> it was the stash you might of mustaches. Wasn't he in Friends? Wasn't he like the oh, hot I guy, think so. the hot older guy that I dated so. Monica? Yes, yes, yes. When we used to work at a specific Whole Foods yeah. <laughs> together, they had this giant poster in the break room of Tom, Tom Selleck in yes. his mustache. Do you remember that? <laughs> Every time I went in there to eat my lunch, I'm like, hey, Tom. <laughs> How are nice you? Nice to see. The stash is looking great. <laughs> Go Google his stash. It is pretty epic. It is iconic. Um, did you know this movie was directed by Leonard Nimoy? I did not know that. Is that not the weirdest fucking... Dr. Spock? I'm so... I literally had to Google. I was like, the Leonard Nimoy? Like, the Dr. Spock? The Star Trek Leonard Nimoy? Why is he directing Three Men and a Baby? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But I think it added to like why this movie was such a big deal. Yeah. It was received very well. It was a big box office smash hit. Yes. Okay. And there was even a sequel, Three Men and a Little Lady. And I think <laughs> I read that like they're trying to... Bring it back. Bring it back. And I think I read that Zach Efron might be involved. Oh, I don't no. fucking know. Okay. But that's three men and a baby. Gotcha. So what is the conspiracy? What is it? Around the one hour mark of the film. Yes. During a scene with Ted Danson's character. I mm-hmm. believe he's chatting with his mom. Okay. Okay. In the scene, a little boy can be seen in the background nuzzled behind a pair of curtains. Yes. Okay. This boy is not a character. No. In the film. He is seemingly out of place. Mm-hmm. Little ghostly looking. Okay. And he's straight up creepy because he's fucking creeping. He's a like. A little translucent. A little translucent boy. He's like literally like hiding in the curtains. Yeah. Or at least that's what it looks like. Yes. Uh, some people even say it looks like he is holding a rifle. I Yikes. don't see it. I think that's a stretch. Y'all, that's a fucking that's stretch. A Christmas story. Uh, it didn't sit right with the audience, though. Mm-hmm. People were like, who is this boy in the background <laughs> yeah. of this scene? And almost immediately, a rumor hit the airwaves that this was, in fact, a ghost. It was boom, a ghost boom, boy. Boom, 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 boom. Soon enough, the ghost boy was given a backstory. <laughs> people, people got creative. Uh, and this changed depending on who you were talking to. Classic okay. urban legend. Okay, right, right. The most popular theory, though, was that this boy killed himself in the apartment building where this movie was being filmed. Wow. Either by throwing himself off of the building or with the, the rifle. Getting caught up with, in the curtains with the ghost and Yes. Um, and he now haunts the location. Oh. Ooh, and he was appearing in the scene you know, to reveal his death. He wanted to make himself known. <laughs> he wanted to be he seen. He wanted to start a role. Uh, apparently, you couldn't escape this story at this time. Right. 
Uh, it was written about in the newspapers and it was even mentioned on the news. Yes. Like people were really talking about this. You have to consider this was before social media. Yes. So it was like, you know, the Big front deal. page of the paper. That's right. Um, and this little ghost story helped spike rental sales. Of course. Because people wanted to rewind and yeah. fast forward and try to catch a glimpse of the ghost, of boy. The ghost boy. So no one was really complaining. about this story because it was helping the movie of course was it a plant from the studio oh my gosh Laura, you're ahead of me okay Uh but there was absolutely no proof to back up this ghost boy story okay okay there were no accounts of a suicide around that area around you know that time or any time right and the movie was filmed on a set it was filmed on a a soundstage right so not in a tall apartment building so no one could have plunged You get me? I got you. Plus, the people involved in the film had and have a very simple explanation for this whole thing. We don't like those. The ghost boy was actually a cardboard cutout of none other than Ted Danson, who Mm. I said was in the movie. Mm -hmm. And in this cardboard cutout, he is wearing a top hat that they place. And they place this cardboard cutout there to be kind of like silly. They're like, ha ha, this cardboard cutout of Ted Danson's in the background. And then they supposedly... Forgot it was there. Oh, sure. Some people say it was just like, it just happened to be in the background. Okay. Apparently there was a little joke about Ted Danson's character being like a failed actor. Okay. Uh, Hence the top hat. Okay. Okay. That was removed from the film's final cut. All right. Okay. And the cardboard cutout was like a part of that plot line. Okay. And it can actually be seen at some other point in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Like you can see. So they see just moved it all around. <laughs> yeah. They were like, Ted, let's hide you. Let's we're hide in you the, the curtains, Ted, Ted dancing. Hilarious. But some people still cling to the ghost boy theory. Yeah. Like I think I even watched an interview um, with Mustache. I can't remember his name. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Thank you. The mm-hmm. stash. Magnum P.S. On Jimmy Fallon saying like, yeah, this was just a cardboard cutout. Like it's not that big crazy thing. You know what? That's disappointing. But some people don't want to let it go. Okay. I wouldn't Um, either. And others believe that the studio marketing executives purposefully left the cutout there and created the backstory to cause a stir and boost sales. Uh, And if that is true, congratulations, because it fucking works. That's the only reason I know that movie. You know, or it could have been Ted Danson's stunt double. You know what? Sure. (laughs) But you know what? I'm buying the cardboard cutout theory Mm -hmm. because it is very, um, Flaccid's not the word. <laughs> non three dimensional. It's standing very still. <laughs> What's that but word? But couldn't you tell it immobile? So, so couldn't yeah, you tell mobile, that yes. it was Ted Danson? So if you zoom up, yes, you kind. Oh, in really? my opinion, you can kind of see that it is Ted Danson wearing a, a top, top hat. hat. Yeah, but the reason I pointed out the top hat is because it looks like his hair. Oh, like when you're okay. seeing like the ghost boy, quote unquote, okay. it looks like a younger kid with like this pompadour, <laughs> pompadour. <laughs> this like bowl cut, you know, yeah. hair. But when you zoom up, it it's a makes sense that it's a top hat okay. and it's like the way he's standing. He's okay. like kind of, and again, when you see the cardboard cutout, yeah. In other scenes, you're like, oh, that's the fucking cardboard cutout. And that's like so interesting when you're looking at the timestamp, you know, of what was available, you know. Right. No wonder Arthur Conan Doyle thought, uh, you know. That's what I mean. Like you really only had the VHS that you could rewind and pause on. Like you couldn't really 
get really fucking, you yeah. know, zoom in but and do all you these, can. But now you can. <laughs> and, you know, the theory has been kind of smashed. Debunked. But again, some people really are clean. They're like, no, that's a ghost. That's a ghost. And you know I love what? It. Live your life. That's right. I TM, love it. I TM, love it. That's what I have to Hold say. On. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Uh, that's the three men and a baby. I love that. Classic. It's I a classic pop culture remember, conspiracy oh, theory. so classic. I remember that from way back in the day. Way back in the day. <laughs> way back when I was 40. <laughs> what year was this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I do love you. I love you too. I do make a lot of jokes about you being old and I want the world to know that it's just jokes. I love them very much. You had to ask me how old I was and I had to count. Lord didn't know. <laughs> I don't pay attention to, to such things. We had to do a math things. equation. I don't pay attention to those things. To lore age is a number. number. That's correct. All right, so that was one from your kind of era. Yes. Let's bring it into mine. Oh, do it. All right, let's bring it into mine. I want to talk about the Avril Lavigne doppelganger theory. I've even heard of this one. Have you? Yes. Wasn't she popular in the 90s? You know what? Yes, Lore. I mean, no, early 2000s. Oh, but damn it. you know what? I'm proud of you for being close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you shot your shot. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> uh, yeah, growing up, Avril Lavigne was like the fucking shit. Yes, I mm-hmm. listened to every single song and yeah. album that she dropped. And you know what? Still holds up. Those are I, good fucking albums. I remember when she was big on the scene, mm-hmm. um, I was managing a hot topic. Okay, and great I, timing. There you go. Yep. And I remember those little ties that she used to wear was like all the rage. Yeah. That we sold tons of those yeah neckties yeah. they really made a comeback let's get into it here's a <laughs> okay. brief rundown of avril lavigne if you don't know okay. who this is okay avril ramona lavigne is a canadian singer songwriter i don't think i knew that she was canadian oh really maple syrup <laughs> i was gonna try Poutine. to do i was gonna try to do a canadian no. accent but i thought it would be better to just reference something canadian <laughs> people have told me to stop doing accents so i'm not going to some people love them some people hate them (laughs) which side of that rock do you lay on i I think i think it depends on what accent you're doing if you're doing a canadian then the canadians are not liking you this week you know what you're right i'm sorry canada i do love you (laughs) okay so canadian singer songwriter she is most known for her 2002 Uh, almost the 90s hit songs complicated and skater boy why do you have to go make things so complicated I think I did put that on my Virgo playlist because y'all like to make things fucking complicated. That's right. That's right. That's all I'm we saying. We do. Okay. She's considered to be a pioneer of pop punk music. She's a big Look deal. Okay? She is. She walked. So other early 2000s female driven punk influenced pop musicians could run. Wow. Okay. She was really setting the pace. That was a mouthful. Thank you. I, you know what? I did stumble a little bit and I know you picked up on it, but I'm going to keep, <laughs> I'm going to keep breezing. Keep Let's not forget about her rock and style. Yeah. As Laura pointed out. Yeah. Okay. She was also seen as a fashion icon for her alternative slash skate punk slash like rocker chick style. Yeah. Neckties were never the same no, after 2002. Never. She was wearing like a little white tank top and she had the necktie on and all of us that were into girls were like. I I see what you're doing and I like it, Avril. (laughs) (laughs) The necktie is a statement. It's working for you. And we're all paying attention. Okay. And I do remember people like trying to bring casual neckties into fashion. And it really didn't work if you weren't Avril. 
That's I'm correct. sorry to that's burst correct. everyone's bubble. Is she the one that started the whole black eyeliner? She did love some black eyeliner. She sure did. She, she did. Sure did. She was very like punky looking, yeah, I but love in it. a 2000s way. Yeah. Like it was very, I don't know. Brought it to the forefront. Yes. Um, she has even been dubbed the pop punk queen. Ooh. So again, sweet. like I think people like to make fun yeah. of her a little bit. Like okay. I feel like you either love her or you're like, oh my God, it's Avril Lavigne. But she yeah. is a really big deal. Yeah. She was doing stuff that other Others weren't doing at the time. Come well, on now. I, f- I, I feel like that's, you know, happens so often. What? You know, I'm going to reference Hootie and the Blowfish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great album. And, and, and everybody was like, Hootie and the Blowfish are the greatest thing ever. And then everybody's like, they suck. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. I feel like people or, you know, actors, musicians, whatever, that are very much a product of their era. Yeah. As soon as you're out of that era, it's very easy to like make fun of them. Poo-poo you. Poo-poo you. But come on now. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you. And stop acting like you weren't trying to rock a necktie. (laughs) I know you all were. I know you fucking were. (laughs) You're lying. That's why you're making fun of her. I have one in the closet right now. Laura's like, Laura comes in at night and she dresses in her Avril Lavigne outfit. Her, ch- her chunky shoes. Love a chunky <laughs> shoe. <Okay. laughs> All right. She is still making music though. Yes. She had that I one song like, out. Okay. It was yeah. like really good. It was a duet with somebody. Machine Gun Kelly. Well, there you go. Uh, Laura. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm on the trends. She does appear to be in like the Machine Gun Kelly, Travis Barker, Youngblood, like friend group. Yes. And Modson. I think she was like dating Modson and now she's not. But like that kind of music, she seems to have like entered that sphere a little bit. All right. Um, I feel like she disappeared for a little bit and then then made a comeback. Correct. I'm I'm here for it. I'm so fucking here. Come on, Avril. (laughs) Let's go. Break those neckties out of the closet. We all want to see them. Uh, A random but important note about her. She was married to Chad Kroger of Nickelback for a few years. Well, that's probably why she disappeared for a while. Stop that. (laughs) You know what? We should do an episode on Nickelback because kind of like you were just saying about Hootie and the Blowfish. Like people loved them until they didn't. I mean, hey, (laughs) I appreciate your contributions. Um, Some Nickelback will appear on some of my playlists. There you go. You know what? I'm I'm down with Nickelback. You know what? I kind of like some of their songs. Yeah, me too. Are they kind of? I'm whispering because I don't want anyone to hear. (laughs) I don't want our new neighbors to hear. (laughs) I like Nickelback. will be judged immediately i think what happens is sometimes the personality of the people behind the machine that comes out and then it's like oh man and i think that's what happened with, with him Nickelback. oh Same really with scott stapp okay don't get me fucking started on creed because i could rant about fucking scott stapp and creed for my hours. own prison what a great album lore i'm shut sorry the fuck up. <laughs> Should me and Lord debate about Creed and Scott Stapp? Tell me yes or no, because it would be entertaining. All right, so that's Avril Lavigne yes. in a nutshell. Okay, so along with many other pop culture, correct? Icons. Yeah. So what is the conspiracy what theory here? Okay. I do want to note this is not real. This is just an internet urban legend. Yeah. Okay. This is a conspiracy theory. Okay. So don't be like taking what I'm saying as fact. Right. All right. Around 2005, a story began circulating on a Brazilian fan site stating that a sick of attention and fame Avril Lavigne was using a lookalike body double named Melissa Mm. to stand in for her when she was too tired of it all. And honestly, this was kind of believable because she did have that like punk attitude of like fuck the fame 
name. Yes. I don't want to mm-hmm. be in the spotlight, but right. I, I have a song to sing, damn That's it. That's right. I got to get it out. I got to get it out. Just like that belch. <laughs> I just had to get out. But at some point between 2002 and 2004, the real Avril Lavigne died. This is what this story was saying. Oh my okay. Goodness. Some theories claim that it was suicide because she just couldn't handle the, you know, the stress and others are more vague. I don't know. She just died. It was, uh, (laughs) Paul is dead. I have that noted here. Ah. It's it's very early 2000s. Paul is dead. If you don't know what we're talking about, we've done many episodes and TikTok videos Mm -hmm. on that Beatles conspiracy theory. But this is like my generation's version of that. Was this Um, the basis of Bubba Hotep? Yes. (laughs) You nailed it. Um, The record company couldn't let all of that fame and potential and money go to waste when she died. Okay. So they replaced her with that body double, Melissa, Mm -hmm. for good, hoping no one would notice. Okay. Somehow her family went along with all of this. Don't question it too much. Right. Don't question it too much. Big payola. They were fine with it because they were getting a check, according (laughs) to this theory. (laughs) What is the supposed proof of this Avril Melissa swap? What I'm not going to lie. It's it's not looking great. And you know, I love a conspiracy. It doesn't take me much to be convinced, but this, I was like, really? Really? Let me be the judge of that. Okay. The real Avril dressed more laid back and quote unquote masculine. Okay. Like we were talking about, she had the neckties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She was a little more punky. Mm-hmm, some suspenders. Suspenders. <laughs> Did you go to New Jersey or where are you at? <laughs> suspenders. Uh, while Melissa, the swap, okay, mm-hmm. she dressed more stereotypically feminine. Uh, okay. Skirts, dresses, and mm-hmm. it made people go, hmm. Mm-hmm. What's, you know, it couldn't possibly be that Avril was just expanding her wardrobe. No, Whoa. no, this is a body double. Okay, some people claim differences in facial features, and I'm here to tell you, have you ever heard of plastic surgery? Okay, moving on. Did Melissa wear blue eyeshadow, though? <laughs> You know what? She might have wore. And that might have been what what people paid attention to. And they were like, wait, this could not be Avril. Tipped it over the edge. Uh, changes in musical style. Uh-huh. Like she was not making the skater boy type music uh, anymore. Again, let's keep in mind. Could she be expanding <laughs> her repertoire? You know, it could be possible. Right. Um, in one publicity shot, the name Melissa is written on Avril's hand. So people <sighs> took this as a clue of Melissa trying to say like, Hi, it's me. It's me. I'm here. I'm Melissa. I'm not Avril. Um, and some people claim that there are hidden clues in songs and promotional materials. I'm not mm. even going to list those because y'all are fucking reaching. Okay. Oh it was literally gosh. like, this is flimsy. It's so flimsy. Wow. And that's why I'm like, I, when I di- like started to dive into this, I was like, there has to be some meat here because I've heard so much about yes. it. And I, when I got to the, you know, not evidence, I was like, really? Wow. This is this so is- flimsy. The lyrics that they say is like, I don't know the day you slipped away. I mean, it was like so come yeah. on now can't compete with the paul is dead no. Uh, no but that's literally it that's it that's literally the only wow. evidence um and Weak. avril has been made aware of this and she says it's dumb <laughs> that's what she's like this is fucking stupid avril and i'm you know, there with you avril i agree but it's still fun to talk about that's right <laughs> it's still circulating around out there oh yeah you can if you google it like people will put side by side photos of oh like this is the real avril this is the body double and it's like they're both Avril. I don't know. She plucked her eyebrows a little more one month and people were like, it's a body double. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so that's the Avril Lavigne conspiracy love that. theory. Still super fun mm-hmm. to talk about. That's so cool. All right. Now I'm going to get to my favorite one. 
please. Okay, this one really intrigued me. This is where I'm like, oh, here is some meat and potatoes. Uh, This is like, in my opinion, actually a conspiracy theory. I love it. You know? Okay, I want to talk about the Simpsons (gasps) predicting the future. Yes. (laughs) This one is so interesting and it just recently came back up and I will tell you why. Here's a brief rundown of the Simpsons. If you don't know... Have you been living under a rock? Mm, Simpsons are fucking everywhere. This is an American animated comedy television series that kicked off in 1989. Holy Holy shit. shit. I don't think I realized it went back that far. That is some longevity. I'll say uh, it was originally created by cartoonist slash writer slash animator, Matt Gronig. Okay. And the Simpsons is the longest running animated TV series in the longest running scripted primetime TV show in U S history. That is no fucking joke. We're not huge Simpsons fans no. here, and it's not. I feel, I feel like I'm pretty neutral. I feel like yeah. I have just not had the time to dive Watch into all 57 episodes, <laughs> all 500 I mean, seasons. seasons. Yeah, but I feel like once I do, you'll I, be like. It's, I feel like it's something I'm saving. Yeah, I don't you know. Think? Yeah, for I've, a rainy day, for a rainy fucking day yeah. when I have the time to like really when kind you have of an like, entire year to stay uh, yeah, horizontal, kind of like Game of Thrones. Like I'm uh, not gonna start the Simpsons. Willy-nilly. Okay, yeah. I need to like plan. <laughs> I, I need, need my snack table. Yes. I need, yeah. Uh, so this is set in the fictional city of Springfield and the show follows a family as they experience the exaggerated dysfunctions of the modern era. Mm. Okay, you've got Homer, his wife Marge, and their kids, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie. Yeah. And then the town is full of like, you know, a you cast know. of fucking characters. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons has no doubt heavily influenced pop culture and some say it is the greatest television series of all time. Not just the greatest animated of all the time. The greatest of all time. <laughs> people fucking ride wow. for The Simpsons. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I haven't. Like people who love The Simpsons love, love them. the fucking Simpsons. Okay. Like they probably have a tattoo. Really? Yes. Wow. They probably have a tchotchke. They've got some tchotchkes They've in their house. They've got some fucking tchotchkes oh my gosh. of The Simpsons. A beach towel, a t-shirt. You know what? A coffee pot. A coffee pot? Teapot <laughs> with Bart. TM. No one take that. Laura's coming out with her own Simpsons teapot line. All right. So what is the conspiracy here? What is it? All right. So weirdly, there have been countless real world events that were quote unquote predicted Ooh. years before happening during episodes of The Simpsons. Ew. Okay, now keep in mind, this has been going for a very long time. There are a lot of episodes. Can we call him Bart, Bart Nadamus? Okay. <laughs> I see where you were going with that. It was an epic fail. That was an epic fail. You know what? I applaud you for trying. Homer Domus. Okay. And you're still trying to make it work. <laughs> I'm just going to breeze past it. The show has seemingly foretold many events, big and small. Mm-hmm. That it's now almost common knowledge that the show can predict the future. <laughs> Isn't that wild? If you want to know what's going to happen, go watch, go the, watch Simpsons. the Simpsons. Uh, you'll even see the phenomenon mentioned in phenomenon yes. in the South Park episode entitled Simpsons Already Did It. 
And it's like a oh. whole joke about how okay. yeah, yeah. the Simpsons already said this was going to happen. And it did. So note, some of the show writers have said that this simply boils down to coincidence and educated guesses mm-hmm. and stating, quote unquote, if you throw enough darts, you're going to get some bullseyes. I see. So they're just saying like, well, yeah, we've just thrown so much stuff out that it's just coincidence. Yeah. But right. I te- you disagree. I might disagree oh, a little okay. bit. There's something going on. All, All right. right. So here are the episodes predictions okay i am going to link some stuff because there are a lot okay even if you just type in like simpsons predictions you'll find lists and lists Lists. holy shit so some of these predictions are smaller and most likely are coincidental okay there are various like advanced technology related mentions smart watches before smart watches were a thing facetime space travel but that I kind of agree could be like, well, yeah. you're just taking an educated guess where we're going. Well, maybe a Simpsons fan saw the episode on the smartwatch and then created one. What hey, was his name? I don't Steve know. Jobs. Steve Jobs was a Simpsons fan. <laughs> he could have been. He you know what? Been. You heard it here first. Everyone. Uh, they've accurately guessed and predicted like who won certain sports games oh, wow. years prior to it happening. You lost me in sports. Sports. Uh, radioactive fish. Was like a big thing. Whoa. Okay. Like okay. the band fish? So the, uh, no. <laughs> no. We were, <laughs> we worked a concert once. We used yes. to work at a concert venue. Yes. And I will say the fish crowd wow. was the nicest group of people I have sure ever was. met. They were all just high as yeah, a kite. Yeah, and they were just happy to be there jamming they with sure fish. Were. Okay, anyway, in this show, there is a character named Blinky. Okay, mm-hmm. he is the three-eyed fish. That like the whole uh, storyline about him is that he was feeding near the nuclear power plant oh, that is in town, and hence he radioactive has three eyes. <laughs> Lovely. Um, but there was a three-eyed fish actually found in Argentina and in New York that Yikes. were feeding near power, power plants. plants. Oh shit! <laughs> so there's like a little bit, <gasps> but again, it's like well, fucking no shit. Yeah, but damn. <laughs> but it is oddly specific. It's a little weird, right? right? Um, there are some smaller pop culture predictions. So like Lady Gaga performing at the Super Bowl mm. years before she actually did. Okay. Um, the Disney and 20th Century Fox merger. Whoa. They predicted. That one, that one would be hard. That one would be hard. And the Siegfried and Roy Tiger attack, which. Oh, I mean, hey. Chances are someone was about to get ta- attacked <laughs> by a tiger. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were messing with fire. That is one of my favorite episodes in the Gilmore Girls when, you she, lo- when she finds the vest. You love when they mention Siegfried and Roy in the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> but man, that's Tiger ate him. <laughs> okay, and then there were some more eerie, like bigger predictions. Okay. okay, ones that hit the nail a little too close on the head. Okay. Okay, leading people to believe that it couldn't just be a coincidence, it had to be a foretelling. <sighs> Hence the conspiracy theory. Dun 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 dun. dun. Right, I'm gonna give you some specifics. Okay. These are the ones that like I was totally sold. I was totally sold. Okay. Season 10, episode two from 1998. Homer tries to become an inventor like Thomas Edison. And at one point is seen scribbling random nonsensical equations on a chalkboard. Okay. Very me. (laughs) Science. Of course. Yeah. The real world event that this linked up to was that the final figure from Homer's nonsense, quote unquote, actually matches up to the 2012 Higgs boson discovery which is something about mass it's very like sciencey okay. but like the equation that they discovered matched homer's 
Oh, damn. <laughs> equation on wow. the chalkboard. Okay. And it was supposed to be nonsense. Do you know how unlikely that is? Very unlikely. Unless, unless Higgs and Boson were like watching The Simpsons and they were like, hey, there's something to this nonsense. You know what? Sure, Lord. <laughs> let's go with that. Let's see if this equation really works. You know what? Homer seems very scientific. <laughs> let, me, let me look into this. Okay, next one. Season 17, episode 10 from yes. 2006, mm-hmm. Homer ventures deep down into the ocean via submersible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying uh-huh. that right. To search for a wrecked ship and disaster strikes. Is this sounding a little familiar? Uh-oh. Here's oh. the real world event, the Yikes. Titan submersible disaster of June, 2023. This just Oof. happened. So you may have heard this conspiracy theory yes. pop back up because it was like, Wow. Kind of weird. Like how the how disaster happened. Yeah. And, oh my goodness. That is a little creepy. Now again, maybe that's just, you yeah. know, but again, I was sold. Like, <laughs> Sign still delivered. I am yours. Yes. I'm watching the Simpsons for all of my future uh-huh. predictions. Okay. Here's where it starts getting real weird for okay. me. Okay. Season 11, episode 17 from 2000. Bart sees into the future and discovers that Donald Trump was at some point president of oh, the Lord. United States. What a nightmare. I said that 2000. This episode came out. Yikes. The real world event, sadly, we all know about the Trump presidency in 2016. Mm. And the scenes of like his campaign signs and stuff are so eerily similar. Like it freaks me out a little bit. Wow. That's creepy. Because what the fuck? That's a nightmare. I didn't see that coming. Mm-mm. But apparently the Simpsons did way longer. Bart ago. Simpson saw it. They were trying to warn us. Okay. Yes. All right. And here is one that like makes my skin crawl. Like, yeah, it gives me goosebumps a little Ooh. bit. Okay. Season nine, episode one from 1997. Wow. Okay. Homer takes the family to New York and the World Trade Center is a key element to the story. Okay. okay. And at one point, Lisa holds up a brochure. I think it's Lisa that reads $9. So you see nine yes. real big. And then you see two towers in the distance behind the nine. Okay. So it very clearly reads 9-11. Wow. Very clearly. Wow. Um, And obviously the real world event is the terrorist attacks on the Twin Towers in New York on September 11th. Wow. 2001. That's crazy. And again, the World Trade Center was like a part of the story. Yeah. That's insane so the writers have said like that's just coincidence but like really yeah i think something whether you know it or not something's going on someone's tapping into something and that's intriguing enough to like fall down the rabbit hole and you know spend a couple days like 100 percent. when i read that one i was like oh i'm gonna have to like deep dive into this and i tried like there wasn't much because they're just like yeah it was just coincidence but I, again, whether they know it or not, I feel like someone on the writer's somebody's, staff. Somebody's got some juice. Someone has some fucking power. <laughs> Damn. And is picking up on mm-hmm. some stuff because there are just really weird ones. A long distant relative of Nostradamus. You know what? There yes, you Lord, Let's yes. bring them in. Um, and that is the Simpsons conspiracy theory. Ooh. Ooh. Chilling. How That's do we chilling. feel? That's crazy. It's kind of creepy, right? It is a little creepy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely something to that. So my, my I, wheels are turning. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and there are a lot more. I'm there sure. are a lot of like quote unquote smaller ones mm. that are still like, well, that's kind of fucking still weird. Still enough to like make yeah. you stand up and take attention. Yeah. yeah so I don't know if you want to, you know, see what's about to happen in the future. <laughs> go check out the, go Simpsons. Watch the Simpsons. It's still fucking running. I can't believe it's it. It's still going. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I, I hate to admit this. What? I don't think I have ever watched an episode of the Simpsons. Really? Like I've seen like bits and pieces that have been on people's televisions, but I really, we've all, 
all talked about my non-love of cartoons. You are not a cartoon person. Mm-mm. I really like their Halloween okay. stuff. Yeah. Um, and Jake, like when we first started dating, would always have me watch. I think it's called like the Treehouse of Horrors or something. Oh, it's like okay. a Halloween special that okay. they do. But yeah, I've never like devoted the no, time. Uh-uh. But I want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I know I will like it. Interesting. It's definitely more my speed yeah. than yours. But yeah. especially after this, I'm like, oh, I got to see what's going on here. Wow. Interesting. That is fascinating. Uh, wow. Thanks for that. Those are some of my favorite pop culture conspiracies. Ooh, I, I take love a bow. it. That you should take a bow. Why, thank you. That was fascinating. Right? Love it. All right, what do you got for me? Here's what I got. <laughs> Here's what I got. I'm so excited. Okay. Are you? Okay. Yeah. So we all know my love, not of Lewis Carroll. Right. Okay. So yeah. you can go back and I think we're going to do that as a fuck up Friday at some point. So people ask us sometimes like what was one episode of ours that we didn't like. Yeah. And we both agree that it's that one. That it's Teen Witch and Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. We hated neither of us liked our topics and you like fell down this really creepy rabbit hole about Lewis Carroll so much so that people have requested a roast of Lewis Carroll. Hang on to your hats because we can do it. (laughs) And you know what? I think I could roast him. I was going to say, Laura, you have to pick someone like that to roast. Yes, I could do it. Like very like is roastable. Yeah, he is roastable. All (laughs) right. So one conspiracy theory out there is that Lewis Carroll was Jack the Ripper. Ooh. Right. Okay. Are you going to tell them all who Lewis Carroll is? Yes. Okay. So Charles Lutwidge Dodgson. Okay. What a name. AKA Lewis Carroll. Uh-huh. Yes. That one <laughs> uh, who penned Alice in Wonderland. Right. Right. Yes. English author. Okay. Um, so how does this beloved English children's author become the rumored suspect in the Jack the Ripper murders? Literally. I don't know. Is there any truth to it? But I'm like also not surprised. But I wanted okay, to tell know me. more. Yeah. All right. So Carol, who was born in 1832, Whoa. would have been like 56 at the time of the Jack the Ripper murders. Okay. Right? You know what? Plausible. I mean- they caused a stir in and around the impoverished Whitechapel district of London in 1888. Right. Uh, Jack the Ripper, possibly one of the OG serial killers, has never been caught. No, that one, like, sometimes when I'm laying awake at night, I'm like, hey. Is he still alive? <laughs> Jack, <laughs> Jack already... the Ripper was never found. Like, right? that, like, literally baffles my mind. Got away with murder, literally. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. And the rumors have circulated for years of, like, who is the culprit? And there is, like, a laundry There's list a of list. people that have been suspected. And some, like, very shocking yeah, people would like be higher up, yeah, right. like the royal doctor and all this kind of right. stuff. Yeah, a lot. So originally known as the Whitechapel murderer, mm-hmm. this individual's victims were typically female sex workers okay. who lived and worked in the slums of the East End of London. Okay. All right. Their bodies were horribly mutilated. Yeah. And on several occasions, their internal organs were removed. You know what? It's dawning on me now that we should have given a tr- trigger warning. Yes. <laughs> we're not good trigger at that. Warning. I'm so yes. sorry. Trigger warning. Um, yes. Uh, Jack the Ripper probably would have given it away. But this led many to believe that the murderer had some knowledge of anatomy and surgical procedures. I am like fully on board with that. Like I think that that there's no way. There's no way they couldn't have known what was going on. Absolutely. Anatomically. Correct. Um, But things intensified in September and October of 1888 when the media and Mm. Scotland Yard began to receive letters from the murderer. Yeah. And in one later. (laughs) In one later. Are you trying to go to England? Is that your English accent? Oh, wow. So, no. (laughs) In one letter, the name Jack the Ripper was used 
in right. the, you know, in the correspondence, and then the rest was history. Right. And that's the name that was given to him. Yeah. So where does Lewis Carroll come in? Please tell me. Right? Yeah. So in 1996, an author by the name of Richard Wallace, who uh-huh. was a clinical social worker, okay. wrote a book entitled Jack the Ripper, Lighthearted Friend, uh, in which he accuses Carroll of the Whitechapel serial murders. You know what? That was a mouthful. I'm going to get... <laughs> yeah. gonna get um, that's like a very bold statement to make. It my is. Guy. Okay. It is. His ideology behind the theories... He believed there was something sinister lurking in the mind of Lewis Carroll. I mean, there was. I don't disagree with that. (laughs) There was. I don't disagree. Um, He believed Carroll had a second alter eagle. Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) An alter eagle. What's that? Please tell me. Gosh, he believed Carol had a second alter ego. I like alter ego better. I like that better. TM. Uh, that of one Jack the Ripper. Mm. And he also had a friend who helped him along the way named Thomas Veer Bain. Okay. Yeah, this was a duo. Oh, it was a know, duo. Working in tandem. Some people believe yes. very strongly that it could not have been one person. That is correct. Yeah. yeah that is a very um, common real, yeah, right. real theory. Yeah. So here's his logic. Okay. Carol, at the age of 14, attended a boarding school where okay. things did not seem to go well for him there. Okay. Um, again, trigger warning, making reference years later that he suffered annoyances at night that made him very unhappy. Okay. So this led some to believe that he was referring to some sort of sexual abuse. Oh, shit. Um, okay. At the hands of the older boys in the school. Oh, okay. This caused Carol to suffer a psychotic breakdown. This is all claims yes. by this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. To which he would never recover. Okay. Leading him to the persona of Jack the Ripper later oh, in life. Okay. All right. All right. So Wallace's theory concludes that Carol snuck hidden messages into his stories and letters. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some of them were so gruesome that I'm not going to talk about them here. No. But I'll, I'll we're link not going to put any of you through that. Yeah. So like an example is a letter to his brother and it read, my dear Skeff, Roar not, lest thou be abolished. Okay. Wallace rearranged the letters. Why? To read. Because he's like thinking that uh, Lewis Carroll is talking in anagrams. Sure. You know, okay, right. secret code words. Okay. Um, so he rearranged the letters to read, ask mother about the red lion, safer boys fled. And Wallace believed that this was a game played at Carroll's school okay. that was sexual in nature. Oh, dear. Leaving him angry and bitter towards not only his family, but society at large. Okay. I mean, okay. All right. So there are several others that Wallace deciphered. Again, we'll link too, those. Yeah, too gruesome. Yeah. Um, Wallace was pretty much debunked because his arrangements lacked grammatical sense. So these other gruesome ones, mm-hmm. were they like... Clearly referencing the Jack the Ripper murders. They were. Okay. But going into kind of detail about how the murders were performed. Yep. yep. Yes. All right. So um, he was debunked because his arrangements lacked grammatical sense. And during the creation process, he tended to just like leave out letters that he didn't that didn't fit yeah. his agenda. Yeah. I could right? see that just from what you're telling me that that just seems like a very loose. Right. So yeah. very flimsy, very right. flimsy. Um, outside of the anagrams, Wallace had no shred of other evidence to offer up in this theory. Okay. Okay. He did consider the fact that Carol's mother had a long nose and two of the victims had their noses cut off. 
Okay. That's pretty weak. <laughs> That's pretty weak. Hey, hey, buddy. Right? <laughs> not I, that I'm riding for Lewis Carroll in any not, type of no, way. Not at all. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So Carroll did own a very large library full okay. of anatomy and medical books. Okay. I mean, could be something, could be nothing. Right. Which he may have used to educate himself for his murderous spree. Sure. Kind of weak also. Right. Uh, In one of Carol's poems entitled The Hunting of the Snark. Okay. Carol wrote, they sought it with thimbles. They sought it with care. They pursued it with forks and with hope. They threatened its life with a railway share. They charmed it with smiles and soap. So Wallace used <laughs> Wallace used this okay, to make I know right. Uh, he used this to make the connection that all of the victims uh-huh. had thimbles, forks, and soap in their pockets when they died. Oh shit! Really? Okay. And Lewis Carroll had no alibi and when suddenly, the ripper struck. <laughs> and suddenly, and suddenly, I believe what you're saying. <laughs> Again, it doesn't, it doesn't take me much. I'm like, oh yeah, right for sure. And he's saying that Carol had no alibi when the ripper struck. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, who the fuck? Okay, right. Who's so he's having an alibi for that. You sure. Know? So Wallace also noted that Carol lived in very close proximity to the murder scenes. Okay. But in Carol's defense. Uh, when several of the murders occurred, he was vacationing in East Sussex with a child actress. And, and well, there that's it is. another <laughs> story for another time. That's why Laura was super uncomfortable when she covered Lewis Carroll. And that's why we could do the rest. So he did have an alibi. It just was for also a few, for a few of them. Yes. It was just also damning. Correct. <laughs> for something entirely Correct. different. Got it. And I think all the controversy that came up with that situation then also led people to believe that he would be capable of Got doing it. something Got like it. that because he was a piece of shit yeah allegedly yeah okay. allegedly <laughs> um apparently the letters received by the media also you know with handwriting analysis was not carol's okay but this is where he taps in the friend saying he could have wrote them Okay. All right. Okay, the theory good. is Bush League. It's pretty poppycock. <laughs> it, oh my you God, know. you said poppycock. I said poppycock. Hilarious. Okay. Um, and not that it would take a scientist to prove all of the holes in this theory, but apparently in 2019, scientists claimed that through the use of DNA analysis, that the man behind the murders of Mary Ann Nichols, Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes, and Mary Jane Kelly... Uh-huh was a 23-year-old Polish barber named Aaron Kaminsky. I, I remember seeing this. Yeah. yeah. Which would conclude that Lewis Carroll was in the clear. Was in fact, not Jack he the Ripper. He was not Jack the Ripper. I haven't read more about that, like mm-hmm. if they actually did find, but I remember seeing headlines like, Jack yeah. the Ripper was, was found. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't dive down to see no. what the validity, but they're saying that... Um, relatives of this person oh. offered up DNA oh, in shit. which they, they linked it. Um, yeah. One of the victims, Shaw had DNA. Damn. Hey, they'll so get you. They it will might take, it might, hell of a long might take a hundred years. They'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is Lewis Carroll and uh, Jack the Ripper. Okay. You know what? It's one of those flimsy ones, but it's interesting mm-hmm. to entertain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, interesting author, you know, that, I don't know. 
Lore has nothing. Lore gets so uncomfortable when Lewis Carroll is brought up. I know up. when he enters the picture, I'm like, so you get stammery. so uncomfortable. Understandably I do. so. I do. I, I think I could roast him. I can't remember if you said in the episode why you were so uncomfortable. I feel like you were trying to walk around it and people were like, what's think, going on? I feel like that was very early on when, you know, in the show's, yeah. you know, history. So I think we tried to be. We weren't trying to like give really gruesome yeah or you yeah, know yeah, yeah 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 but i remember as plain as day coming out of my room when i was doing uh-huh. the research for that saying oh my god this dude is like a total douchebag yeah um like epically i don't want to talk about him right no. because and it's hard because that's such a beloved story you're right alice in wonderland i love alice in wonderland yeah. and a lot of people do yeah that's what i think you're you're gonna have to roast him just because now you've dangled the carrot of like too many times too many times too many times okay interesting yeah so then moving on let's talk about something i prefer to talk about more which is one of my favorite i know i know i probably do later when the when the camera's off later it's Uh, a secret (laughs) uh is the wizard of oz you know one of my favorite movies of all time so the wizard of oz if you don't know uh, it came out in 1939 and was oh, wow. based on Frank L. Baum's 1900s children novel of the same name. Yeah. And the movie is considered one of the greatest. You love it. You covered it uh, in the episode that we yeah. told everyone that I was pregnant. Yes. Yeah. It's a yes. very special movie to you. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very... Um, Defines a lot of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. For sure. Um, But behind the camera. (laughs) Something dark was lurking. Dark and sinister. Uh, It was a totally different story. Okay. All right. So you may be aware of the controversy surrounding... Uh, again, a trigger warning. Yeah. The abuse of 16-year-old child actor Judy Garland, yeah. who played Dorothy, mm-hmm. uh, being fed a cocktail of pills to keep her performing and fitting into her costume, mm-hmm. which would eventually culminate in addiction throughout her life and an accidental overdose at the age of 46. Yeah, she breaks my heart. It, it is yeah, it is heartbreaking. It is. And if you go back and look at old pictures of Judy Garland, she literally looks like she was 65. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, she was like in her 60s. So when I read this and it said 46, I was like, holy oh, shit. Girl, right. The girl had gone through it for she sure. She had gone yeah. through it. And the original Tin Man, Buddy Ebsen, okay. uh, ended up in an iron lung for oh, two right. weeks uh, due to the fact that his silver makeup was mm-hmm. comprised of toxic aluminum powder. Yeah, maybe we don't do that, y'all. <laughs> not good. Not good. Hey, newsflash. <laughs> That's not safe. That's not healthy. Right. Uh, when the Wicked Witch of the West, Margaret Hamilton, disappears through a cloud of smoke on her broom, uh-huh. her hat and cape all catch fire. Oh shit. Resulting okay. in that's not funny, that's but not sometimes funny. I laugh. <laughs> right? I mean, sometimes you think, man, these the actors negligence. Are, yeah, and these actors are pretty ballsy to be like, yeah, I trust you. Sure. Light, right? me, light me on fire. Yeah, yeah, because there were no standards in the industry at that time. You have to put yourself in the time period. Right. right. Uh, but it resulted in second and third degree burns oh God. all over her hands and face. Jeez. And let's also not forget that green face paint that she wore because right. it was comprised of toxic copper. Okay. What, yeah, what, guys, which if it was just not go rem- outside and smash up some plants. What the fuck? Are right? you doing? <laughs> if it was not removed properly, it could have killed her. Like My literally, God. right? The yeah, fuck? it all comes down to what the camera can pick up. 
you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Movie, yeah. movie magic. There movie deadly magic. Deadly magic. Uh, her stunt double also experienced tragedy. 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 That's the BG's team. Caused by an explosion. I was trying to hit the note. Did I? Tell me yes. You did. Where's your funky gold medallions? You know what? Get me a funky gold medallion and I could be in the Bee Gees. You could. You can. Robin, step aside. No, just give you another taste. Okay. <laughs> anyway, her stunt double also experienced tragedy caused uh, by an exploding prop, the broomstick, uh, permanently injuring her leg. Holy, oh my God. And last but not least, a jaunt through a snow-covered poppy field <laughs> oh complements no. of crystallized asbestos. Oh my God. Right? What were you doing? <laughs> what were you people thinking? Holy crap. Oh, but, but I guess at the time... I didn't know. But no. now looking back, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> the more you know. Right. But for nearly as long as the movie has existed, mm-hmm. there has been one rumor that has stood at the forefront of controversy. It just will not die it either. Won't. No. And that is, again, trigger warning, the silhouette of a dead actor who was part of the Munchkin cast okay. hanging from a tree. Right. Okay. This is what people think they saw. Right. Fact right. or fiction. Right. All right. This urban legend takes place about 45 minutes into the movie. Okay. When Dorothy, the scarecrow, and the Tin Man mm-hmm. are walking down the road singing, We're off to see the wizard. We're off to see the wizard. The, the wonderful, wonderful wizard, wizard of Oz. I know you were all wondering if I was going <laughs> to give you a little regale you with her right. pipes. I did. And she did. <laughs> Um, as most of us are engulfed in the merry trio heading down the yellow brick road. Oh, right. Hell yeah. People have claimed that in the left side of the screen, mm-hmm. there appears to be a human form right. dangling from a rope uh-huh. hanging from a tree. The yeah. result, unrequited love and an actor choosing to end his own life oh my gosh. with the evidence there for all to see in the final cut of the film. Okay. Yeah. Right. I remember being little and stumbling upon like conspiracy theory websites because this yeah. is the shit that I yes. like ate up with a fucking spoon of when course. I was young. Like movie conspiracy theories. Yeah. And this was like the biggest one. Yeah. And it, it was. was like it was a little spooky. It is a little spooky. Yeah. Uh, the myth seemed to have really amped up in the public eye in like 1989. Okay. For Oz's 50th anniversary celebration and special video re-release. Okay. Okay, So the movie was now being heavily promoted Mm -hmm. and being consumed by massive amounts of people. And the interwebs were coming into play. There you go. (laughs) Uh Coupled with the gnarly behind-the-scenes tragedies that we mentioned surrounding other members of the cast, it did not seem too far-fetched that this theory was credible. Yeah, because it seems like that set was a fucking disaster. Hot Hot mess. All of this hoopla turns out to be just that. A myth. Okay. With a very logical explanation. Okay, give it to me. Give it to me. Not a hanging man at all, but the result of a silhouette of a large bird. What? Yes. Okay. It seems that many large birds were borrowed from the Los Angeles Zoo and set free to run around the set (sighs) to give the atmosphere of a more nature-y, because they were outside. You know, okay. So when you're thinking like <laughs> special effects, and you know, okay, there, you sure. didn't have those uh, the things that we the have CGI today, and shit. right? Sure. I mean, okay. and this is a, just like an example of one of the painstaking details which set Oz apart, okay, solidifying its place in pop culture history. You know what? Fair enough. There you okay. go. All right. So in reality, the Hanging Man was an emu or a crane. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 
emu. You did say emu. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, wow. Cranes, as we've learned here at Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, if you think you're seeing something like Mothman <laughs> yeah. or a hanging it's a crane. Man, it's, it's a all, crane bird. It's always a crane. It's a crane bird. Or an emu. You know what? Let's let's enter emus <laughs> into the picture. Yeah. Despite the confirmation of this, fans are not buying it and are still uh, clinging to the theory that there is a hangman in them, their trees. Oh, and okay, what do you think? Does it look like a bird? Because it I doesn't look. I like feel a bird. like you've probably told me this before that it, yeah. it was a bird, but I've you know yeah. it exited the memory. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever looked close enough. Does it look like a bird? It doesn't look like a bird. What does it I look don't like? Think does so. it look like a person? It does creepy yeah you have to go check it out but you know what the ted dancing cardboard cutout looked like a little boy that's too. right so it, you know i mean what? it comes down to what the mind wants to see well that's the thing once you're told you're seeing something right it's really hard to for unsee your brain it. to unlink that yeah to unsee it right right Ew, so spooky. very simple it is spooky i'm gonna uh, go look after this yeah go check <laughs> it out but speaking of the wizard of oz yeah uh do you remember dorothy's famous line dorothy toto i don't think we're in kansas anymore i sure do all right well your memory is a little shaky because that's oh. not the line at all you know what laura don't trick me like that in fact fuck you <laughs> in fact what she actually says is toto I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Okay. Fucking that's, you know, semantics. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. You're not alone. Okay. There is a very strange phenomenon where people collectively misremember events. Are you about to talk about the Mandela effect? <gasps> Lord, what a segue. There you go. Hey, that was a good segue. You know huh? Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. That was a really good segue. Oh my God. It's, it's almost like we're professionals at this point. Three years. Sometimes. We try. We try. Um, anyway, they collectively misremember events, famous pop culture moments, and even a historical event or two. Oh. This has become known the Mandela effect. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We have brought this up so many times, but I don't think we've ever like really talked about it. We have. All right. Coin. Yeah, we have brought it up, but we haven't <laughs> talked about it. So I'm going to tell you. All right. It's coin. The Mandela. Remember when I said we were professionals? <laughs> I know. I had to go and fuck it up. <laughs> you had to cock it up. I did have to cock it up. Yeah. Coin the Mandela effect by paranormal researcher Fiona Broom. Okay. After Love she, that name. Right. Fiona I do too. Broom. Yes. Oh my gosh. That could be a character in a book. It could. After she made a whoopsie about South African president Nelson Mandela. All right. Oh, okay. Right. I think I didn't know that this was named after after that. Yeah. Mandela, who sadly passed away in 2013. Rest in peace. However, countless people, including Broom, swear that he died in prison in the 1980s. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did know that. Yes. Uh-huh. So thus, the strange psychological phenom that is a manifestation of shared false memories was coined the Mandela effect. Oh, interesting. And it doesn't stop there. Right. Because, okay. Okay. Because one of the most common examples of the Mandela effect revolves around the children's franchise known as the Bernstein Bears. Thank you for bringing this up. Or is it the Bernstein Bears? I don't know, Laura. I still, to this day, don't fucking know. <laughs> None of us do. If uh, you grew up when I grew up, yeah. this one's going to hit this home to you one. because, like, collectively, we have no fucking clue what is going on with it's these huge. bears. It was huge. Yeah. So, developed by Stan and Jan Bernstein. Stan and Jan? Yeah. Okay. And published in 1962 
with the big honey hunt. Oh my God, it was in the 60s? Yes. Why did my generation take this and run? Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. The husband and wife duo continued to write and illustrate the book series for many decades. Okay. After their death, son Mike has taken up the helm, publishing new material. Come on, Mike. Resulting in hundreds of Berenstain Bears books. You keep you keep saying Berenstain. That's right. Okay. The books have been adapted into two different television series starting in 1985 and uh, then again in 2003. There it is. I think there I knew the series. Yeah. Where it has always been called Berenstain. Berenstain. Taken directly. As spell it. Spell it out for me. B E R E N S T A I N. That's not what I know. That Taken is not what I know, Laura. Directly from the author's last names. Okay, so it's very clearly Berenstain. Yes. That is not how I remember it, Laura. The controversy continues. It is really Berenstain. That's what... It, right. I swear I have S-T-E-I-N. a copy of a book. S-T-E-I-N. <gasps> Son Mike explained that the misspelling of his father's name had followed him throughout life, okay. starting in elementary school, when a teacher informed him that his name was spelled wrong. Okay, excuse The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Opting to call him Stein. Which okay, apparently really? was a more common suffix. Mike claims people just assume that that's the way it's spelled. Is it really as simple as that? But it has also not helped that several knockoff versions oh. of the books appeared with the Bernstein spelling. S-T-E-I-N. Yep, to add insult to injury. You're shitting me. So there are actual copies that say... Of different, yeah. So Mike assures us that it has always been Bernstein... And he should know because it is his last name. Yeah. He's like, would y'all shut the fuck up? Right. This is please. My, you want to see my birth certificate? That's right. This is how you spell it. Okay. Uh, this has not proven to dispel the controversy that still no. continues and is often cited as the perfect example of the Mandela effect. It is. Not Mandela. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Mandela's right. like, wow, I can't, even, I can't even get my moment. Redubbing it, the Bernstein Bears effect. Oh, really? Some people call it that. Wow. Okay. This phenom has been so intense. It has spawned a full range of debates and wild theories, including everyone's favorite government conspiracy. What the government was in on it. Well, for what reason? Okay. Confusing (laughs) of the name spelling was devised to cover up massive government experiments, which have caused minuscule changes or ripples in the historic fabric of the past. (gasps) Okay. Now see, I like this a little more. Altering time and reality. No offense to the sun, but this is a little more intriguing This is more juicy. (laughs) Proving parallel universes (gasps) do exist. And there is really no way to prove or disprove the theory. And so it continues. So they're saying there is a rip in the... Okay, and yeah. so some on one timeline it was spelled this way, and on mm-hmm. the other, ooh, yes. this is juicy. It's a mind bender. It is a it's mind the fuck. matrix. <gasps> yes, Neo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So fascinating, right? And the list goes on and on. So there's a few other examples. I like found this list of all these Mandela effects, but a few other examples that I found interesting: Uh the Monopoly Man and his monocle. Yeah, he has a monocle. Yeah, no. so when you look at Ace Ventura, like they even did it in Ace Ventura when they were like mimicking him. Do not ask us. <laughs> you do not collect $200. And yeah. the dude was dressed like the Monopoly man and had and the and monocle. He, monocle. he doesn't have a monocle. Mr. Peanut has a monocle. Mr. Peanut does. Oh my God. But the Monopoly man does not. Why doesn't he have a monocle? I feel like he should have a monocle. Well, <laughs> it's that parallel universe. You're blowing universe. my mind right now. He doesn't have a monocle. He doesn't. No. Well, how about the- Oh new- my God, hold on, hold on. <laughs> You've just shattered me. Yeah. 
So how about we're thinking of Mr. Peanut? Yeah. Well, okay. Well. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> but I'm thinking of the Monopoly Man. I no, think he has a monocle. I think he does have a monocle. Okay, doesn't. you know what? Fuck all of this. There you go. Okay. The movie Casablanca. Okay. The line played again, Sam. Iconic. Right? Oh, I don't, I'm not familiar, but okay. okay. Nope. Play it once, Sam, for old time's sake. Has a different ring. This does bother me. Mm-hmm. Me and you do this often. Yeah. Like we remember a movie quote Different. so distinctly. Yeah. And me and you like will say it to each other mm-hmm. and then we'll go watch the movie. And I'm like, oh, that's, oh, that's not that's it. Not the quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just made it. We made it up. Like in my favorite movie, Jaws, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. Try. You're going to need a bigger boat. That's slight, but still. But still, because if you were now, we all know, I know jack shit about Jaws, but Mm -hmm. I would say. You're going to need a bigger Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's interesting. This is a good one. Snow White, mirror, mirror on the wall. I mean, who has not said that? Right. No, it's magic mirror on the wall. Ew. Ew, I don't like these. Right? (laughs) It's making me uncomfortable. This one is interesting. Tom Cruise's iconic dance scene in Risky Business, which includes some like cool shades and David Arquette imitates it never been kissed when he dresses up. Yeah. No glasses. What? There were no glasses. What do you mean there were no glasses? He did not have cool glasses But when people dress up for that as Halloween. No cool shades. No. No. They weren't there. (laughs) We're not there. <laughs> Tom Cruise isn't cool enough to wear those you shades. You're not cool enough. Okay, whoa. Yeah. I've never heard of that one before. This one's for Jake. Lord okay. of the Rings, Gandalf's memorable line, run you fools. Okay. Is actually fly you fools. Well, how are they going to fly? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Fact check Jake is probably like, let me tell you how they would fly. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll you. tell you. I'll give you the rundown. I thought it was run. Exactly. So does everybody else. Where the else. fuck they flying? I have so many questions. Run makes okay. more sense. It does. What is more terrifying than when Hannibal Lecter says, hello, Clarice. Don't tell me he doesn't say it. Don't tell me he doesn't say hello, Clarice. Just kidding. In reality, he no. says, good morning. No. And that is it. It's what not a good morning. Wait, he just says good morning? That's it. He doesn't even there say Clarice. There is no hello, Clarice. Nope. That's crazy. I would literally have bet my life on the fact that he says hello, Clarice. Yes. You literally did. just quoted that the other day in an episode. You said I know, it. I like... Okay, there you go again. There she. You were wondering if she was going to try it again. She did, and That's she failed. Right. And last but not least, okay, give it to me. William Shatner delivering "Beam Me Up, Scotty." Even if you haven't Beam watched Star up. Trek, you okay. know that "Beam Me Up, Scotty." Captain Kirk's words were actually "Scotty, beam us up." Okay, that doesn't have the same. Doesn't have the same ring. That doesn't have the, doesn't same, have the same zing. I feel like collectively. We all like, we change it to, we're going Virgo on it and we're like, mm, we could do better. We could do better. That's and we right. all collectively just change the lines <laughs> to what sound better. Yeah. Did you stumble upon the Shazam one? I did see the Shazam one, but, um, I don't know that movie. So I didn't, I feel like we'll, we'll save okay, it. We'll save just that do one. that movie because it's about a genie. Yes. So we can do that yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, that I do did know come up. that's a big one. Yeah. Go look into that if you're curious. That's what I have. Whoa. I yeah. didn't realize there were so many like movie lines. Oh like my gosh. These heavy hitter movie quotes. Yeah. I'm going to link the article. It's fascinating. There was like 50 some and it comes down to like a, uh, 
Kit Kats and Looney Tunes and just the way we see things and yeah. the way Jif, so, Jif Peanut Butter. I was going to say, I have seen the ones where they're like, what logo Double looks stuff right Oreo. to you? Yeah. And every, like the logo that you think. Is not it. It's not it. No. You've really freaked me out with the Monopoly guy. Right. Because now I'm like, have I just been confusing him with the, with Mr. Peanut? Right. My entire fucking life. Crazy. They do kind of look alike. <laughs> you do not pass go. You do not collect $200. Damn, Laura. That yeah. was kind of mind blowing. Yeah. I like, I love that. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Berenstein Bears, that I feel like I, <laughs> I am going to put my stamp on the fact that that is a ripple in the matrix because I'm not... How would there have been knockoff versions? I don't know. People just produce under... But like, you know, but it was the Berenstein Bears. It yeah. wasn't a knockoff. Do you know what I well, mean? Sure. But I mean, it happens all the time. You know, I mean, maybe don't. not as blatantly as that. I think, you know, since the I mean, 60s, I guess it things was the early of, 2000s know. and it was harder yeah. to like, yeah, squash that shit. You know what? I don't want a logical explanation. No, I want to believe there is a ripple. <laughs> there is a ripple in the parallel universes. <laughs> There you go. Uh, yeah, that that satisfies my Aquarian mind. Yes. I like to believe in the ripple. Okay, wow, I loved that. What a fun birthday episode. That was a fun birthday episode. Yes. You know, sometimes it's fun to pivot. It is fun to pivot. I would be curious to know uh, what your, you the listeners, what your favorite pop culture conspiracy yes, theories are. let us know. Because these were some of ours that have yeah. just been, you know, yeah. some of the heavy I've been hitters. hearing about for years and years and years. I'm glad you did the Wizard of Oz one yeah. because I feel like even on like social media, I yeah. see people like, did you know that there's a dead man in the bed? And right. it's like, it's still, I'm like, damn, that is still hanging on. Still going. Still hanging on. Yeah. But it's fascinating. Once you put that into the, the collective universal, yeah. it's really hard. People to latch on unwire. and they keep going. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. Go check that out. Up top see what more. you think. Is it an emu? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> It's, it's the fucking crane bird. It's the same crane bird that keeps appearing in all of these like urban legends. Hey, it's me again. Here I am. Uh, all right, everyone. Well, that was go. fun. Yeah. Happy birthday, Lore. Thanks. I think I can speak for all of us when I say that you're just the best. Aww. And we love you very much. And we're happy thank you're here you. and that you share your magic with us Aww, all. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. How lucky am I to bask in your glow? Okay, TM. <laughs> that sounded like a Depends Hallmark on what card. day it is. Well, <laughs> I'm basking in something. <laughs> all righty, everybody. We will catch you. On the flippity flop. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say that I hope our schedule is going to be, you know, yeah. we're going to be back to Wednesday and Friday postings, but you know what? I'm sure mother nature or some kind of event will happen and we'll catch you late, That's but right. we'll be there. We're just going to ride the wave. We're going to ride the wave. TM. TM, ride the wave. All right. All right. We'll catch you later. All right. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on. <laughs>